Welcome to the Freaky Film Club, everybody. We're feeling really festive this evening, and we've got a great Christmas movie for you. And I'm joined with the Film Club. Hi, guys. All right. Tonight, we are taking a look at Christmas Evil. All the credits, all that fancy stuff. All right. So this is a 1980 slasher film that was written and directed by Lewis Jackson. And this was the first time I saw the film. Um, and I have to say, I was uh, pretty amazed. <laughs> um, what about your first time viewing experiences, Damon? Well, <laughs> I saw this. Um, I, Mike asked me about this Um Basically, I must have rented it off of the Netflix um, disc when they used to send discs. And uh, it was probably around Christmas time, probably around like 2010 or something like that, when maybe they did a re-release. Uh, like the, that would have been the 30 year. Uh, and I made a copy of it. And then uh, uh, last summer I was looking for something else and then I opened up a drawer and it's there's a disc that said Christmas Evil. <laughs> and so like I, I have to I have to rewatch this because I don't really remember it. And then so I rewatched it and then uh it was vaguely I vaguely remembered had watching it, but I was just uh I, I we came to the end and then when I saw the end, I was like, We we have to do this. So it it, it was one of those that uh it made me I don't know. I think I love Santa even more now. <laughs> I, I, I feel Santa now. I know, I know more, more what he goes through. And uh, yeah, especially when people make fun of him. Were you yeah. aware of, of the film prior to? Uh, no. no. Once, once Damon like handed it over, I'm like, Christmas Evil, interesting. Is this going to be like Black Christmas? Is it going to be as good as Black Christmas? So yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect going into it. But I definitely didn't expect what the character was going to be doing throughout it. So it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mike? Yeah, it was the first time <clears throat> hearing about it, first time seeing it, first time everything. All right. So this is a film. That I guess we might, let's just jump in. Uh, we there's a few uh, people I guess worth mentioning maybe and Brandon Magart was our main character. He played um, the Harry. What's their last name? Harry Stadling. Stadling. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, film opens up. It's Christmas, nineteen forty-seven. Uh, Santa arrives as a family watches from the staircase, and um, he's going through the. Uh, the whole stereotypical Santa thing. He's getting his cookies and milk. And I, I, there's a bowl of water with soap for him to wash his hands even before the meal, which is, that's a new one. I've never seen anyone do that before. Right. <laughs> uh, and then he starts to place the presents. And um, eventually the family just dis disappears from the stairs and it 
cuts to two boys talking in a bedroom. And it's uh, Harry and his brother. And they're, they're, they're kind of, that, that was a whole thing that they were just describing, basically. Um, and his brother is telling Harry that Santa's not real. It was his dad. Uh, so then Harry goes downstairs and <laughs> he sees his dad dressed as Santa groping his mom. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a pretty traumatic thing to, to witness, I guess, because he runs immediately up into the attic and finds a, well, I mean, it's not like he finds it. It's just sitting out there, the snow globe. Mm-hmm. And uh, tosses it in a fit of rage, breaks into a bunch of pieces, grabs a piece of glass and cuts his hand. And that is the opening of Christmas Evil. <laughs> Do you Thoughts? think, uh, Jeremy, that um, that it was a reference to? Uh, I saw a "Mommy Kissing Santa Claus" song. I was definitely thinking that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. It was. It was just like that whole like message almost at the end before the title credits uh, like officially like showed up. Um, like him with the snow globe, the blood showing up. That was like, what's to come type of thing. Mm-hmm. What he's about to mentally go through, I guess, or mentally prepare you for. It's an interesting setup too. That in that, um, you think back to the, uh, the original Halloween. Um, you're not given much as to why Michael Myers you know, kills his sister. Uh, this at least they give you a setup as to you know the character motivation. Yeah, sure. I yeah. actually had to ask my wife Kelly like, so seeing like his dad like rope his mom. Why why did that like meant? I mean, obviously he's dressed as Santa, but that mentally like makes him go through all this rage throughout the movie, or makes him not rage, but like he becomes this person, and then. I don't know how that makes him want to become Santa, but we'll discuss that, I guess, later. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem like an odd leap. (laughs) It does. I had to think about it for a while, and I'm like, I even asked her, and because she's really good with, like, uh, murder mystery, like, serial killer type of stuff, so I'm like, is this something that a lot of, like, these type of people go through? (laughs) Is this so familiar? (laughs) Have you guys seen uh, Taxi Driver? Yes. So I I read one review saying that... um, it, the Travis Bickle character is sort of an inspiration for this this person, and that they're s- slowly sort of falling into a sort of mental descent throughout the film. Mm. I can see that. Um, so we cut to uh, present day, which is 1980, I'm guessing, and uh, the uh, the main character Harry wakes up, and you realized right away that he has a very unhealthy obsession with Santa and Christmas. Like I wrote down his collection of Santa's probably puts my mom's collection to shame <laughs> and she loved collecting Santa shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he's just, he's in a great mood. He's singing carols. He's, he's waking up. He's got his like Santa PJs on. Um, he's just a nut job. It's clear right off the bat. I mean, uh, and then he, okay, he looks into the mirror and he's shaving, 
and he has the flashback of himself cutting his hand. So, like, does he have that every time that he shaves? <laughs> like, every time he's just like, because there was a lot of flashbacks in this. He, they use that a lot, like, yeah. as he like gets triggered by something. I think it was probably just there as a device to for the viewer to realize that this is the little boy who this is who he became. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not that it's a different person. It's like, oh, this is the same guy years yeah. later. That makes yeah. sense. Um, well, he had the flashback because he cut himself, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's just Which like- he actually didn't even touch his skin. <laughs> I went back. I, I went back. Not that it matters, but you know how I am with the details. And he cut himself when he touched the shaving cream. Oh. <laughs> well... <laughs> So I'll well, look back at that myself. It's matter, funny. It doesn't really matter, but I noticed that. Yeah. He must not have had many chances to shoot or many takes. It was a low budget film too. It was like eight or it was supposed to be low, but the budget ended up being even higher. Was that, was that something you guys read too? Like well, I think 800,000. 850 or somewhere, somewhere around there, like 800s. It was, but it ended up being way higher than it should have been mm. for that type of budget of a film. Yeah, it's 1980s, so of course, um, they're actually shooting on film, probably 16 millimeter. It looks pretty rough, mm-hmm. so it probably was 16 millimeter. Um, but still, uh, you know, film is just so expensive that, yeah. uh, you know. It's funny that as, as I was watching it, just thinking um, – just sort of the cameras that we own can produce better looking image than sort of the camera that it's they crazy, used yeah. to film that. Yeah. How much we've come technology for camera and the film industry. Yeah. Um, so now we see him looking through his binoculars, keeping tabs on the neighborhood kids. Um, it's really creepy. He's looking through their windows. Uh, he's, you know, just looking at the good deeds, keeping track of everything. And then he finally looks at uh, a kid named Moss who's looking at a skin mag. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it gets him pretty triggered. So he has to immediately go and like write it down in his naughty kid book. Yeah. He's like making a naughty and like a good list or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, so it, it's a kind of an important point that um, the character, uh, Harry, it, he actually sort of believes that he is Santa Claus on some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so after the, the, the writing, he goes to work and he's working at a factory. Um, he's in the currently he's trying to like rally his coworkers because he's like he, he wants he believes Nobody in quality toys in and toys. he doesn't feel like they have the enthusiasm for their jobs that he's looking for. Um, yeah, Jolly Dreams Toy Factory. Jolly yeah. Dreams, uh, and uh, it's also been revealed that he recently got promoted, but he. Misses the line because he likes to be around the toys. Um, So Frank joins the conversation. Or no, actually, I'm sorry. Well, we do meet Frank a little bit, but then uh, Frank calls him when he's in his office and basically gets him to cover his shift for that night and go back on the line. 
What were your thoughts on uh, the assembly line that they were working on? I mean, it seems so miserable. Yeah, it doesn't look fun. I can tell you that I don't want to be part of that. But with a name like that factor, you'd think you would want to work there. <laughs> <laughs> At least they got to like listen to like ambient Christmas tunes in the background. I guess that helped a little bit, but like, I, I don't think I could even do like an eight hour shift of that. Mm -mm. It, it would be rough. I think I walk you, out day one. <laughs> do you remember well, one the one thing I'll add is that uh, I shared his uh, enthusiasm, I guess, towards um, wanting better toys. I remember looking at those and I thought, what kid would want to play with those? Mm -hmm. Because there was like nothing. You couldn't do anything with them. They were like a guy on a motorcycle, an airplane. Uh, what were some? Oh, it was like a, a, a statue of like some soldier with like a lightning bolt that they were putting on. Yeah. Who would have fun with that? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather play with coal. And cheap. Very cheap. Yeah. It looked like, um, I, I think they were probably just made out of plastic, but they reminded me of those Moldorama things from the zoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something that would break really easily. Mm -hmm. Not well made. No. Do you, do you guys remember the opening um, montage to Laverne and Shirley? Kind of. <laughs> I'd have to rewatch it again. There's at one point there, it shows them working at the job that they're at, and it's assembly line that's very similar. So, the glove on, yeah, it, yeah. it almost makes it think that, um, at one point, this was a job that a lot of people did have this sort of assembly line work, but yeah, to me, it seems like completely, utterly mind numbing, mm -hmm. especially if you have nothing in common with the people next to you, then you can't even like converse with them, you're just trapped right. in between. <laughs> Um, you know, one thing interesting, too, and we're, I don't know if we, we're, we're getting into these details about the assembly line, <laughs> but there there seemed to be no, like, uh, order as far as, like, who puts on the piece. Like, because um, Harry was skipping some toys, mm -hmm. and then, so was it just, like, whoever, if like, if they just see no one got to it, they'll just grab it? It, but yeah. there were some that looked like they nobody was getting to. <laughs> that was a total so, cluster. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was no order to it. Get to whatever and ones for a you while, can and do it. <laughs> yeah, for a while, Harry was doing all of them. Yeah. And, and then for a while, he was skipping a few. I didn't get how that was working. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Mm. They probably need to slow the line down a little bit. A little bit. Um, so Harry ends up cutting himself on one of the toys. Um, he's got a bad uh, knack for getting cuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, he looks. He kind of he leaves the job and looks through um, the window of the bar and sees Frank in there yucking it up with a bunch of people. <laughs> so he gets pissed. Starts to lose his shit, goes home and starts to lose his shit. Yeah, he realizes he's been deceived that Frank really uh, didn't need the time off and he was just sort of drinking at the local bar. And he yeah. also hears um, he hears Frank refer to him as a schmuck. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then he, uh, he like, doesn't he just like take the head off of one of the toys or something? Or like, he's like holding onto a toy and like, it's like filled with rage. Mm-hmm. He breaks one of the dollhouse figures while humming Christmas tunes. <laughs> I love Bobo random humming to himself throughout this too. Was, yeah. He was good. He was really yeah. played a mental guy really well. Mm-hmm. John Waters was a big fan of this film. Uh, are you guys familiar with John Waters films? Little bit. Yeah, so he really sort of crazy out there. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about trauma, what trauma is. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, like, well, Lloyd Kaufman, I guess, like, re-released the uncut version of this. They, they for those of you who don't know trauma, they're pretty, the most well-known is probably Toxic, Toxic Avenger, okay. uh, which they're actually remaking sometime soon, I think. Um but yeah, they put out a bunch of low-budget schlock. But apparently, they just picked this film up in the rubble of a fire, and that like that gave them the rights to release the uncut version. <laughs> it was really odd. <laughs> but the beginning of this one, it did say Lloyd Kaufman presents. I noticed, so I'm like, is this whole? Th-? I was confused. I didn't. I didn't. I thought it was a trauma film, but it's not. It's just a some movie. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, but yeah. yeah, like the film itself too. I think I also read that it had a very low theatrical release or not widespread. If I don't know, Damon, if you saw that anywhere, uh, I did not. But I did see that um, it was banned in the UK for a while. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Which is kind of interesting because there's not that many kills in this film. There, there isn't. No. Um, the actual first kill doesn't occur until I think 52 minutes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which for a, a horror film is pretty, usually in the horror film, uh, someone gets knocked off in the first five minutes. Yeah. Um, so, so now after kind of losing his shit at home, uh, Harry goes to his brother's place and watches his brother through the windows and um, they start after the kids leave the room. His brother and wife start getting intimate, and it triggers Harry. <laughs> Makes him flash back to that moment again in childhood. Um, and then he goes home. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that one moment. That one very, very heartbreaking moment. It changes everything. <laughs> uh. Then the next day, Harry's uh, watching the Thanksgiving parade, and he calls his brother to cancel his Thanksgiving dinner plans at the house. Um, and then we get a kind of little mini montage of of him putting the Santa suit together, and then um, he he paints his van with with a sleigh on it. <laughs> And while he's painting it, he's like reciting the kids' names and and what they want. It's it's really off-putting. <laughs> yeah, it makes us yeah it makes his character even more like what the hell is going on in his mind. <laughs> you get the sense too that he thinks his his van has sort of uh, magical properties, like Santa's sleigh would have mm-hmm. magical properties. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so then the, the next day, he says hi to the kids and um, they ask him what his wish is. And he says he, he wishes for super magic. <laughs> Or he wishes he was super magic. <laughs> and the kids start telling him what their wishes are. And we get to Moss again. And he's like, a lifetime subscription to Playboy or whatever. Or Pals. <laughs> and then he gets pissed again. He's like, no! <laughs> Fucking Moss! <laughs> uh, so then um, this leads Harry to um, spy on Moss. This was weird. I didn't understand the the point of putting the handprints on the, the just to intimidate him or to make him think it was a monster. Yeah, that was interesting too. I was trying to figure that out. I was thinking that it was yeah, he would think that someone was watching him when he saw the handprints on the, you know, and that would maybe, would maybe scare him into not looking at the magazines. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, he, he Harry hides out in the bushes, spies on Moss. Um, he's sitting in front of the television, leaving his. He's got his toys left out. His mom's pissed. They gotta go somewhere, so he drags. She drags him out of the house, and uh, Harry has to duck really fast into the bushes and hide. Um, and Moss is a little shit, but you do feel bad for him. I did at least, because I mean, his mom is a little, I mean, she's at her wit's end, so I get it, but she does smack him at one point. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up, too, because uh, this is pretty, kind of in the same timeline as uh, Silver Bullet, and in Silver Bullet, the mom threatens to slap uh, the disabled son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was just kind of, kind of getting back to, like, um, this is what you don't see in Stranger Things as far as what was going on in the 80s and that it was considered acceptable to sort of slap your kid around a little bit. Not a lot, but just, you know, to if they got out of hand. Yeah, um, teach those kids a lesson so they listen to you. So you got to <laughs> slap them here and there. If you like slaps here and there. <laughs> I was showing my, my film students uh, um, trailers. Uh, one of them was from the movie Airplane. Uh and uh, you can, they they got a big kick out of the fact that in the trailer, twice in the trailer, um, someone, a passenger who's losing their, you know, kind of losing it on the airplane gets slapped across the face. <laughs> and the fact that if that was, the students thought that was really funny that, but there was a time when it was considered acceptable to slap someone on a plane if they're getting out of, <laughs> if they're losing it. And they all thought, they thought we should go back to that time as well. <laughs> so. That's funny. It made me think of the scene too about like slapping kids. I don't know why. Um, for the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, when he's making all the phone calls to Sally Field about like, what, you know, trying to throw her off about getting the job. And then there's one who goes, where he's trying to be, um, like an old lady and goes, or do your kids need a few light slaps here and there? And she just like freaks out. I don't know why it made me think of that. You know, Derek, I thought of that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a funny scene and it's just, just the way he said it made me think, yeah, it's a funny one. I think he actually said a few light slams. Oh, that's I thought why, slaps. That's, I thought it was slaps. No, that's, that's why it made him even weirder when oh. he said slams. Okay. Because that made her hang up immediately. Yeah. 
<laughs> that makes it even funnier now, though. Yeah, yeah. I kept thinking slaps. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said slams. Okay. Because what's a more. light slam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people did that nowadays. They're like, oh, no, but maybe it'll teach kids a lesson. <laughs> well, and I was going to use that example, too, to say how... Evidently, the tide changed relatively quickly because Mrs. Doubtfire, that was in 93, mm -hmm. and this is 1980. So, you know, that's only 13 years. Yeah. I mean, it's one movie, but mm -hmm. evidently things were changing yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, um, The Simpsons, I don't know if you guys heard that uh, Homer Simpson is no longer allowed to make references to him choking Bart. Like, that's not going to be a running oh joke anymore. God. Yeah, I heard that. I actually thought it was like a little, like, rumor, but now that you mention it, so I guess they're not going to do it anymore. Nothing is sacred anymore. No. <laughs> Too sensitive. Except for the Freaky Film Club. We'll never exactly. sell out or change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we anyways. Keep real here. <laughs> yeah, we keep it real for sure. Um, so... Uh, where the hell are we? Oh yeah, so he um, Moss before he actually getting in the car does spot Harry, so he starts to like walk up to the bushes, and just as he gets like about a foot from the from Harry, he like scares the shit out of him by like kind of pretending to grab it yeah. at him, and um, somehow the mom doesn't see any of this. She just is solely focused on getting the, to the destination and like getting Moss back to the car. And this is what he gets smacked when he finally gets back to the vehicle. And um, he's like, no, seriously, there's, there's a monster in the bushes, mom. You got to believe me. And she's like, you ruined this whole trip. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't lying. <laughs> <laughs> it was, he was really being super serious. Oh. It's a boy who cried wolf. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Boy, uh, Santa. So then uh, the next day, he is uh, in a creepy, his like creepy toy making workshop. And he's putting together like a soldier toy. He's got like the mold, plastic mold or whatever. And uh, he puts that together and uh, closes with like the creepy, like stuffed animal. <laughs> Like it was it a monkey or something or a, a clown? I don't even know. It was something creepy. It laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so then we go to work the next day. Well, hang on a second. One favorite moment in that little scene I liked was mm -hmm. he he saluted the toy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's how you know stuff. he's really devoted. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the next day they're at the work. Christmas party and he's everyone's kind of mingling a little bit and he learns about um, this weird like donation scheme that the company is doing where basically like I guess the gist of it is like they basically want all the employees to donate their own money or else like they're not going to donate any gifts to the hospital <laughs> like it's all performance based basically <laughs> the, they could have just donated, but instead it has to have like some sort of like string attached. <laughs> yeah. So 
Harry's obviously upset about that. And um, he keeps saying weird shit to his coworkers. Like, he's like, hey, I'm, you're not singing the right tune. And he's like, this guy, he doesn't know, but you. I mean, I, I don't know exactly. <laughs> Something about the tune. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. That came, that became a, a important line through the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I never really understood what is he talking about? This tune? Yeah, it just seemed he to come out of nowhere. Yeah, they were having a little talk with this new like uh, executive in training, this younger guy, and then an older guy, I think it was Harry's boss. And Harry said, I, I have the right tune, I can play the tune. And then he said... He said he doesn't know why a tune has to be played. He's referring to his boss there. Mm-hmm. But then he points to the new guy and he says, you know how to play it. I have he no idea what he's talking about. Kind of, at some level, I kind of get it with you know how to play it. Like He's referring to the executive. Like The executive knows how to play the corporate bullshit game sure. in a way. But... um. I don't really get where that comes from. Yeah. Did any of you guys know this whole tune thing? What is that? It's the right tune for, I don't know, either for, was for the company that needs to, the right tune for Christmas, the right mindset that the company needs, I don't know. The right tune that, like, oh, I know how this is, needs to go for the Christmas time for around here. This guy doesn't. I don't know. Maybe something like that. Or how it should be done throughout Christmas. I don't know. The feel. I don't know. One thing I'll add, too, that I laughed at was they they made a point to to point out, like, all the drinking that was going on. And <laughs> it was such a little thing, but I just... Did anybody notice how they they, like, showed them pouring the drinks and they... They showed the bartender or whoever was pouring the drinks, like they had like all the cups lined up, and then like somebody took a glass away and the bartender just kept pouring the. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I have to look back on that one. <laughs> they took the glass away and he just kept pouring it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> nice. Hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, well, everyone is still partying it up. Uh, he he goes. Harry goes downstairs to the uh, the actual factory, and he starts taking all all the toys out and like loading them into sacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, then he he, I guess I was confused by this at first, but then I sort of got it when he did what he did. But like he's in a tr- you see him like in a f- like. Uh, like a grassy area, like loading dirt into like the bag. Mm-hmm. So I was confused, but then you kind of get it, right? I mean, he's loading it in there, right? That's that's what he he's loading in for moss. Yeah, that's what he's giving the the naughty kids bags of dirt. Yeah, Just bags okay. of dirt. Yeah. Um, because at first I was like, what is he burying? Like the toys, but. Yeah. It was just the dirt, I believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that he was going to give away. Okay. So then uh, he... Uh, 
he starts to freak out in the mirror and this is like where he finally i think this is like his biggest break right here where he's like i he basically is like i am santa claus now <laughs> he has got the beard on and he's like uh like it's me here it is me <laughs> something like that yeah he glues the beard to his face i was gonna say yeah he ends up putting that thing and he keeps tugging on it to make sure it's like yep it's on it's on all right yeah so he's officially the santa claus it's watch out to the full trans <laughs> <laughs> transition is complete yeah uh so then uh he he cuts the christmas eve and uh, Harry is dropping off gifts dressed as Santa at a how random house. I don't know which house it is. I think it's his um, his brother's house, the okay. one that he he'd gone over to earlier. Okay. And then uh, yeah, I was confused about that too. At as far as whose house that was, but I did put it together. It must have been the the nephew's house. I guess nobody locks their door. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> um, Theft wasn't a huge thing back then. <laughs> Apparently. So he's and we did we, did we say that? Uh, uh, what I put together there is Phil E, the brother. Uh -huh. Phil. He lives in their childhood home, right? Isn't that their house that they grew up in? No, I didn't uh, put that. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought it was the same house they showed right in the beginning. And then he's there. Okay. I'm pretty sure he still lives there. That's the same place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess that's one way to save on uh, production. True. <laughs> Just add that <laughs> into the story. <laughs> it was a nice house. Mm -hmm. um, so after he's done dropping off the presents, he... Uh, he notices one of the gifts is from the factory and he like discards it kind of just chucks it off to the side um so then uh next oh, are you still talking about at the house mm -hmm. okay yeah that whole scene was weird to me i didn't even really understand what he was doing so so he was taking gifts that because there were already gifts under the tree yeah and so is that what he was doing? Because he was like just looking at him and then like just throwing him in the back, like towards the back of the tree. Was it, were those the toys from the factory? Like, because he thinks they're junk. <laughs> That's what I, that was my interpretation. Yeah. But didn't he take toys from the factory to give to the kids anyway? <laughs> it's the same stuff. Yeah, yeah I know. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe it's like just because like it's his family, so like they can't have these. But the people at the hospital, it's good enough for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. These will do. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Well, that whole scene was odd. Like, because again, we didn't even really fully know where he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can put it together that I think we think he was at the nephews, but yeah. Also, the character is um. The character is uh, descending into madness. So some of the things that he does, you know, of course they're not going to make sense because it's not a rational mind. Yeah, that's fair. So his next house on on his list is uh, Moss's house, and he leaves the, the 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 letter, the nasty letter, and the bag of dirt. <laughs> He's very giddy. <laughs> then he uh, 
goes to the hospital to drop off toys. This is like, he has like a, a crazy exchange with the security guard. And you think it's the like... The security guard was uh, more of the problem, I thought. He was confrontational. Yeah, he was like ready to... He was going to grab his gun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you think he was like, it looks, it seems like it's going to escalate. You think it, maybe you're going to get the first kill in the film, maybe, mm -hmm. but it kind of doesn't, of course. And, mm -hmm. and he, I don't really, are we, okay. So whenever it starts to snow, uh -huh. <laughs> is, is something magical supposed to be happening or is that like, I don't know. I always it always seemed like whenever snow started to fall, something weird was about to happen. Like her, mm -hmm. he was like in Santa mode, and like that's oh, a way. Of, that's a good way of thinking of it when he was doing that, because it was snowing when a lot of that was going on. That was just something I noticed, but I didn't know if it like had coincided with every time or not. But that it was something. Yeah. But anyways, he he ends up getting he gets to he drops the presents off at the hospital. Mm -hmm. It's it's insane. Like he the van, he opens the van. It's just like this magical. <laughs> so many moment. boxes in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was nicely put in there <laughs> when he opened the door. It's like look at all these presents for the kids. <laughs> yeah. So it, well, the just... the hospital seemed legitimately grateful for. Oh yeah him doing that once they realized that he had toys i mean i think the only reason the security guard was so cranky because that's what i wrote down about him is that he was cranky mm -hmm. was because i think it was like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> it was a really weird time to be doing this yeah and and uh yeah he showed up unannounced and uh but once he he real once the security guard realized that he was just giving toys. Mm -hmm. um, they all seemed really grateful for that. Yeah. So after he's done doing that, he walks past a church just as midnight mass is letting out, and. These people in the front of the the crowd walking out start to make fun of him. I, are they co-workers? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he knew them. It was weird because, like, I read the Wikipedia plot description and it lists all of the characters' first names that made fun of them. But it's like, how would anyone ever know that? <laughs> but so, yeah, they, there's, there's a group of four. Uh, he ends up killing three. And this is, like, as you said, the first... This is 52 minutes in, and it is the first kill of the film. I was going to say, too, that scene, let's let's analyze that more. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that, that bugged me about that scene... Was, like, the, was the, it like the, the people, of the eye stab? No, no, no. The killing, no, I enjoyed. They, they, I loved it. <laughs> no, um, I was disturbed more by the fact that here these people are at church, and that's how they're treating somebody. 
That is, they don't yeah, even know true. the guy. Right. Like, I know that Wikipedia, they said that they're co-workers. I didn't recognize any of those people. Yeah, I, need, I didn't either. Old, you would have to look back at the toy factory scenes and see, like, oh, yeah. this guy's there. I, I thought they were strangers. And um, there was somebody there in church that he knew. Who who was there? I, I can't remember. Wasn't there someone, like, in the background of the crowd that he knew? There was. I don't, was it, I don't know was who it was. Was it the executive? The oh, I, think, executive? I think it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so again, I didn't know those people and they were acting like such assholes. I couldn't believe it. Like you guys, why are you even going to church? You clearly aren't following the teachings of your faith. Especially after like a Christmas service like that. And then, and then not to mention he's dressed as Santa, which is, this is all about your holiday, which is right now. Mm-hmm. And this is how they're acting. That's what really aggravated me about that is, mm-hmm. is just. So was it almost like it these disgusting. guys deserved it? <laughs> well, in a way, yeah. I yeah. mean, they're acting like complete assholes. Yeah. Like high school bullies mm-hmm. to a stranger that they just met who's dressed as Santa. Yeah. And that's when you ch- uh, cheer on Harry, so. Yeah. Yeah. Do, your thing. <laughs> Do the thing with the little soldier with the sword, the long sword. Yeah. <laughs> go, Harry, go. <laughs> yeah. So, so do, do you want to go into Jeremy? Do you want to go into the actual killing? <laughs> sure. Excuse me. So the first one is a stab to the eye, which is graphic. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you, it goes yeah. in there. It, it does, I yeah. love how he, he was like on his side, you know, like he's his friend. And yeah, he's got the, the bayonet sticking out, yeah. <laughs> like that that movie Small Soldiers. Exactly, I loved that movie when I was a kid. I was obsessed yeah, with it. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he has like a hatchet. Yep, and yeah, starts to whack. The That's rest what he of... killed the other two with, right? Was yeah. just the hatchet. Yeah. And what was that made out of? I was a little confused by that plastic. too. It did, yeah, it, it seemed like really kind of flimsy. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, and it wasn't big. No, it was, like, it was pretty small. It was like this big. <laughs> and he's hitting him with it. He's hitting him, and it's doing all this damage. He's hitting him in the head. Yeah. And it's this little thing. <laughs> That's Christmas magic for you. Exactly. I guess so. I guess so. It may be small, but it does a lot of damage. But I mean, it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not bad at all for the first kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get we get a three for one deal, and uh, he he takes off and right away somehow the crowd is just oh everyone's just showing shock. No one stops him. Yeah, like nobody stopped him, and then they really like kept showing shots of the of them dead, and then the lady crying and like oh no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so then he takes off, finds a neighborhood Christmas party, which I'm guessing this is in some sort of like VFW hall or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what this was, like, or a community center maybe. Yeah, um, it was called the Families and Friends Association. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's like a clubhouse. Yes, okay. so yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, they two guys from the party 
see him peering through the window of this thing and obviously they just think he's like a normal santa impersonator so they're like come on then dude <laughs> this is gonna be awesome yeah. uh and uh he starts the party literally yeah <laughs> yeah this is next to the to the ending i think this is my favorite scene just in that in a typical horror film, you wouldn't have a scene like this, you know, where no. after the initial murders have taken place and then suddenly he just, he becomes Santa again, you know, for a scene. Full Santa mode has returned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he starts to dance with some of the party goers and then um, he uh, makes a, a small speech to the kids before leaving it's like, listen to your teachers and your parents and be good, and I'll bring you something good every year. And the <laughs> delivery of the end of this is awesome, where he's like, but if you're naughty, then you'll get something like truly awful. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, everyone in the party kind of senses that there's something wrong with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By awful, I mean dirt. <laughs> well, he, he saved it. He saved it, though. He... Uh, did a toast to Christmas and and they all cheered for him. So that's true. I think he he did save it. I think they really they really liked him. Mm -hmm. Even though they completely dragged him in there with against his will. Mm -hmm. He didn't he didn't want to go in there. Yeah. It's like come on in, guys. And you know, just to just to go back a little bit. He was looking through the window. And they dragged him in. And I know they had been drinking, so you have to factor that in. Mm -hmm. But would would you guys be uh, uh, inclined to bring somebody that you don't even know in to a party, even, even if he is dressed as Santa? Would you be like, hey, there's a guy just staring at us. He's dressed <laughs> as Santa. Let's bring him in. I, I, no. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Now, especially Again, not after seeing this not movie. Not in today's yeah. world. <laughs> well, and you know, times have changed a lot. Yeah. Maybe back then, people would have. But yeah, nowadays, they as, no. like aware of things. It's like, oh, he's fine. He's just he wants. He's curious of what's going on. So let's let him in. See if he's a nice guy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Today it's just like, nope. You lock your doors, or you have a ring doorbell. It's like, nope. This person looks creepy. Get him away. <laughs> Call nine one one. We're not nine one one. We call the cops. <laughs> um, so then, after he he gives his speech to the kids and the toast, he he leaves the party, and he. This is another indication that he does think it's a sleigh, as he's like kind of like whipping the reindeer in front of him, <laughs> and uh, he goes to Frank's house. Tries the chimney, and it doesn't go so well. And um, this is another moment where it starts to snow. I noticed, mm -hmm. kind of randomly. Um, gets himself out of the chimney and goes back down to ground level and finds an open basement window. So he goes in that way. It's like a sliding window, mm -hmm. and um, he starts to leave gifts under the tree. And the kids notice they're kind of peeking out from the bedroom. They see him doing it. And then uh, they quickly put their heads back in. Uh, 
Then uh, he <laughs> walks down the hallway, looks in through the kid's doorway really quick, and then continues down towards Frank towards Frank's bedroom, yeah, where Frank is sleeping next to his wife. And it's sort of a weird, like, they got they both have their own mattress, but next to each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a, kind of a unique layout. I didn't notice that. They were in separate beds. Yeah, they had their own mattress, but like they were shoved together to make it like a queen or a king, oh, basically. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, and then he wakes Harry, he wakes uh, Frank up by saying, like, you wanted it all, but you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I, or is this another thing? Why are we analyzing a whack job? I like. I mean, think maybe is, is there supposed to be some meaning there? Is there anything? It's like a reference, maybe. To, well, obviously, it must be a reference to the fact that he wanted to like slack off and get him to cover for him, and he lied to him. So he's like, "Oh, you think you could just have you know, all this leisure time and be a, a slacker, but you're not yeah, a child anymore." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's all I can think of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so you're saying like he's he wants all the the fun, but he's not taking the responsibilities, right, of working, right? right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Just there to have fun, but not there to do the work to get anything done. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but but either way, he proceeds to suffocate yep. Frank with a, his sack of toys, and uh, still the wife hasn't woken up yet. She's just starting to turn. <laughs> yeah. Was there like a lot of? Sh I can't remember. Was there a lot of like shuffling in the bed where that would like maybe wake her up or make her hear anything? I mean, they did just like Frank and and. Uh, Harry both spoke at normal volume. <laughs> yeah, deep sleeper, I guess. I guess so. And it, the, se the the separate mattress too. That that yeah. helps the separation. <laughs> it's the budget. The budget of the film had to do with that. <laughs> well, they may have done that deliberately just to make it more believable. True. I didn't even yeah. notice that the separate mattress. Mm -hmm. Did anybody else notice that except Jeremy? Not really. Damon? No, no, I didn't notice it. No, I really liked the lime green sheets too. That's another <laughs> thing I noticed. <laughs> um, so the suffocating isn't going well. It's taking too long. <laughs> so he lifts the bag back up and he he grabs a like a tree topper, like a star, and he slashes Frank's throat with that. Mm -hmm. And it causes Frank's body to fall onto his wife. Still, I mean, his wife now obviously notices, but she's like in shock and she's just, like just silently <laughs> looking at him, going, "Huh?" <laughs> it's like when in the old cartoon, it's like when you see a ghost, it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, the face, the, so the, the shocked look face." It definitely gives. Uh, Harry enough time to escape back to yeah. the van. Um, the kids see him getting getting out of the house, and then you hear the wife scream just as he's like taken off. And yeah. well, we should just add too that the police are looking for him already at this mm -hmm. point. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah, since do, the uh, events at the, of the church, yeah. they're he, yeah, they're looking for him. That's right. Yeah, they had a sh- a short scene in between where like they they show like the detectives mm-hmm. show yeah. up to the church. Yeah. Okay. Um. So next day is actually Christmas Day, and then he goes to his Harry goes to his brother's. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He doesn't go there. It just shows his brother's place. And, um, his brother, Phil, is worried about him because he always shows up on Christmas Day. And it's just it's out of character completely. Uh, and we get a news report that pops up on TV that details the massacres that happened the last night that Frank or that Harry did. And um, he, I would guess at this point, Phil is like, okay, I'm. We don't know for sure, but that definitely seems weird. Yeah, my brother's obsessed with Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, he's suspicious. So I can't remember. Did they say that there was a guy dressed as Santa doing it, or was it like, yeah, yeah, they did say that. Word is spreading. Yeah, that that there's a killer Santa on the loose. Uh, so then uh, he goes to the factory to destroy toys that he deems to be subpar, which is uh, like all, <laughs> I guess, basically. After what we saw, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of a very random scene. Uh, then we see the, the quickly, we see the lineup of the Santas. Um, and one of them, he's saying, you know, Say the line and more enthusiasm. Say the line, and uh, they're all very like you know, confused and angry. Back to their jobs. Uh, Harry's brother calls him and informs him that he's going to play his tune now. So, very cryptic again, freaking his brother out. And um, uh, Harry gets his van stuck in the snow. So he leaves the van and he ends up running into a crowd of people who immediately know he is the deranged murderous Santa. His well, suit... wait, I don't think they know. Well, the, the flat brim hat gentleman see, certainly seems convinced right away. But you're right. Everyone else is like... I don't think he knew either, though. They just weren't taking any chances. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So they're being cautious because, you know, they know what's up. But Unless I'm forgetting something, was there a line that he said it? that? Well, the dude that pulls out the knife is like, fuck that, I know it's him. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get, I think that guy was just kind of a hothead. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that's fair. So they just they they just take it. They don't want to take any chances. They right. He's a, he's a dirty ass Santa with a black eye, <laughs> and uh, there's a group of kids that surround him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, okay. the kids are kind of protecting Santa from being rushed by the mob. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, the 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 dude with the knife starts to approach, um, but. The little girl stops him from doing so. 
Huh. And uh, this actually reminded me of uh, of Frankenstein. Uh, this this whole sequence and sort yeah. of you know uh, how he's being tried. He's being you, you actually you feel sympathy for him at this point. Yeah, yeah. The, it now that you said that too, like it definitely like we haven't discussed it yet, but later on it has a lot of similarities to Frankenstein. Uh, once Jeremy, you get to that part, I'll, I'll mention sure. it. Sure. Um, uh, so, he, so he, somehow, the, well the. The little girl gets gets her hands on the knife and gives it to Santa, <laughs> to Harry, and um, uses that opportunity like to escape and get away from the crowd. Um, and uh, as he's making his escape through the alley, they start to do the torches. Yep, that's that's exactly what I was gonna relate it to, like the whole torches, yeah. them going after Frankenstein, bringing it back to that classic monster like they did back then. Yeah. Like, oh, the whole crowds, they gotta find the bad guy, which was Frankenstein. They thought, and then they just torches up, going through the town, marching, trying to find him. So that it made me think of that right away. Well, before we get to that, though, we we have to say how that woman stabbed him in the cheek with a brooch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so he does get his van free from the snow at this point and he takes off to Phil's house. And once inside, uh, basically, well, Phil now obviously he knows the truth 100%. He's like, you're sick, man. You are sick. Uh, and then Harry blames Phil for all of his childhood trauma. Mm. He's like, dude, I was six or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, and then uh, Phil ends up strangling uh, Harry until he gets choked out. And then he loads him up into the seat, the driver's seat of, the, of his van. And, also, uh, uh Phil's wife is very sort of upset that, you know, that they're fighting. Oh, yes. And she's kind of yeah. watching from the same position on the stairs as they, as when he was a kid watching. Mm -hmm. And when the family was watching Santa, a lot of, everyone likes to sit in that spot, uh, apparently. As a lot um, of well, and I'll say it too here that that part, the way that scene was done, for a while I was thinking Phil was the crazy person. I mean, he just went right from having a conversation with him to strangling him now. And he said something too. He said, Phil said that he said that Harry ruined their lives. Isn't that a little extreme? I don't see any evidence of that. They seem to be doing fine. Well, and if, if he ruined their lives, why are, why is he in their life? Why are they inviting him to Christmas? <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, right. I mean, that's what you do. If you yeah, I know for just sure. Your family, just because yeah. your family doesn't mean you have to be together. Right, right. I mean, unless he meant like in that, like just now in this very moment, like you ruined our lives because you murdered all these people. With like, you ruined my reputation. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna. So now I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. That's, that's adding to it. That's de-escalation. <laughs> I think we're going to assume that he was going to take 
uh, Harry to the police station and hand him over, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Not, wait, after he strangled him or before? Yeah. Well, after he was knocked out, you know, the, he loads him into the van and then, well, maybe not. Oh, maybe, maybe I thought he planned on killing him. You thought that? Yeah, I did. I thought he thought he was dead. I honestly don't know why he loaded him in the van at all. Yeah. Other yeah, than I, I don't. I thought he was going to dis dispose of his body, frankly. I thought mm. that's where he was going. Like roll the, roll the van down, down a hill or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Just get him out of there. Because he does put him in the driver's seat. He, yeah. puts, he puts Harry in the driver's seat, so maybe that was the plan. Mm. So, Make it look like he got into a car accident. Mm, yeah. So, well, well, this is happening. Uh, well, he finally, he does load him in, but Harry wakes back up and punches out Phil, and then he starts to take off again in the van. And um, <laughs> I like that punch that he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. As he's driving, he gets he runs into the the big angry mob, and they they force him to veer right off of a bridge. Yeah, and this is the big moment. So oh. so <laughs> so Phil kind of trips a little bit as as, as the van's taking the sharp turn because he's kind of like chasing after it too to see what the what the hell's going on. He trips, falls into like sort of like the like a ditch. And he, he looks up, and as he looks up, the van takes off and starts to fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas magic. It and, is. <laughs> and, and as the van is flying away, we get the last line of uh, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas being recited, and the film ends. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Just before we recorded this, uh, Jeremy sent a text, group text, saying uh, how, how he thought it was such an awesome way to end the film. Yeah. So, and I would yeah. agree too. And the fact that it it uh, gives you the idea that he he maybe he was Santa Claus after all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it ties back too to uh, uh, Taxi Driver, it, in that the end of Taxi Driver, people think well. Does Travis Bickle die? Or the very last scene, he meets up with um, the woman uh, from Moonlighting. Um, what's her name? Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, Sybil Shepherd shows up and pops into the back of his taxi, and uh, you get the idea that, or she kind of praises him and and everything, and you get the idea. Well, is this just a dream in Travis Bickle's head? Or did this actually happen? And I think it's similarly with this film. It's like, what just happened? Is this just the delusion of Harry at the very end? Or or did it actually really happen? Mm -hmm. Right. That's, like that's so then what do you guys think happened? I, I go for the, that it was real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's the way I, I, I'm going to view it, is that it was real. I agree with that. I'd like to yeah. believe it was real. I'd like After to think that he's been through. Yeah, I, I think he really got his wish, like super magic. He yeah. really became super magic. Mike's just shaking. His head 
No, he didn't <laughs> go off into the sky. <laughs> Some say he's still flying, Mike. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. That's the story that's, I'm going to tell my kids. <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, the, the, the funny thing about what you said, Jeremy, is that you would like to believe that. Yeah. Well, that's nice that you'd like to believe that, but that's not. No, what I happened. do believe. <laughs> but okay, I, now that's that's better. Yeah. You know, in reality, that's what uh, what Christmas is all about. Basically, it's like this time of year. It just the days get shorter and shorter and colder and colder. But yet we come together and we say that this is actually the best time of year. You know, so we're sort of fooling ourselves into thinking that, and so it's not. It's kind of the same thing, you know, like mm -hmm. the more you, the more you believe it, you start to actually feel it, that it actually is true. Yeah. I like that. Even okay. if it does involve the, murdering a few people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the truth is, is that he crashed off into the ravine. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thinks that he went up into the sky. I mm -hmm. think I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you on that, that he, that's what he thinks happened because mm -hmm. he's gone mentally. And, but come on. Right. You know, it's just one. You, <laughs> he, yeah. Either he I, got I wasn't aware of the 40 Conaline having flight powers. Yeah. Well, and it makes it end so you're like, yeah, he had a happy ending. He flew off and, uh, you know, he did his thing. <laughs> The other thing, too, is like uh, uh, you can show this film to your kids and then you can say, this is the new Santa. And instead of listening for a reindeer, you're going to listen for his Ford truck or Ford Vandaland on your roof. <laughs> Screw the Santa Claus. This wants Christmas Eve instead. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're naughty, you get a bag of dirt. <laughs> I love it. I don't I'll have a sign. A child appropriate <laughs> film. <laughs> Just a couple right. cuts here and there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we could maybe get family friendly. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it definitely wasn't like overly graphic. Just don't make it look like, oh, it's okay to spy on kids in their windows and just go up to look, look at people. <laughs> or hide behind bushes, you know, and grab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> or leave like strange muddy marks on their on their uh, uh, side of their house. Uh. Well, I wanted to go back earlier in the beginning of this. You guys were saying you didn't understand how they took the leap from, what was it, from him? I was confused what oh, you guys were talking about. From, from, from going to be Santa? Seeing his yeah. mom and dad doing that. To yeah, just the psychological suddenly, aspect uh, of that. Oh, of, you mean having that like affect him the rest of yeah. his life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, why would he want to become Santa? It's like, all he pretty much saw was like, oh, this guy dressed as Santa is like doing my mom. <laughs> I don't know. Doing something my mom. You think he'd be like, oh, I hate this guy. What is, what is he doing to, doing to my well, mom? The way like I that. took it was that um, he saw his mother being unfaithful. Mm-hmm. To the father, he th he really thought that she was sort of cheating on him, and uh, that sort of psychologically scarred, you know, sort mm -hmm. of broke the idea that they were like, you know, a, a f that they were a happy family together. Yeah. Well, I'll say this too, as far as uh, him still wanting to be Santa, I think for whatever reason the 
the values of uh, naughty and nice really stuck with him. Mm -hmm. To me, this movie is a little bit more about just um, his values of how to treat people. Um, and I think that came through with Frank. Mm -hmm. I mean, once he saw that Frank took complete advantage of him, just being a nice guy, uh, Frank saw that as an opportunity. I'm going to screw him over mm -hmm. because I know he's not going to say no because that's just not the kind of person that Harry is. Um, so to me, this was more about the, it wasn't really Santa necessarily that uh, he loves. It's more like the promoting good values mm -hmm. and how you treat people. That's, that's what I took from that. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, okay, well, how about a hell yeah moment? Whoever wants to start. A hell yeah. Uh, my hell yeah moment would be, I guess, the, the when he goes, after, just after he's killed the people by the church and goes into the, the party, and then when he, uh, he scares the children uh, with that line. At the, yeah, I really like that. Yeah. It's definitely the sword into the eye with that one jerk. Like Mike was saying, uh, those people were being jerks. In the end, like you actually like felt for, felt for him. Like, yeah, get this guy out of here. He's frustrated. And what you do, he used oh. something. He used a toy. Something he had with him to his advantage, and it worked. And I'll say too. I actually. That scene in particular, not not the way he killed them with the plastic toys. Mm -hmm. But just the way he reacted in killing them, I, I actually could see something like that happening. Especially I, in his mindset. I mean, right, right. You, you, you caught him at a time where he's not in the right mind. And I could totally see somebody doing that. It's mm -hmm. probably happened. Yeah, yeah. With, all, with, with all the mass shootings that we have yep. nowadays where people just have a mental break. Mm -hmm. And they somehow find it rational to kill strangers because of their personal problems going on in their life. Yeah. I can totally see that happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not unrealistic. So. Mm -mm. Uh, did you well, do I, your uh, hell yeah moment, Jeremy? I think mine would have to be when he's yelling at the kids in the street about the wishes it's just because his delivery there is just really insane he's just yelling <laughs> and looking straight ahead <laughs> and and then i'd also say the ending as well i liked okay uh final rating hmm. well we all didn't say it did oh, we I'm all sorry. say them no no did, we didn't i think mike did you go mike uh yeah did, did um or i didn't go i'll say it in a minute but did damon say his yeah the the, the scene where oh, yeah, just yeah. after he's killed and then he goes into the party and scares the kids yeah i'd say mine was um the part where we really see how how crazy he's getting when he is putting the 
the the beard on and the it's me line and he's laughing he's really unhinged at that point i thought he did a great job with the the acting where it was it it was crazy but not over the top crazy mm -hmm. like campy i mean character what it wasn't overacting or anything for it yeah yeah like i said i i as weird and scary as it sounds, I could actually see somebody doing this. This this type of Santa killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see it. Did everybody say their part? I, we had four people say their... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Final rating. Uh, I'll, I'll give it three and a half toy soldiers out of five. It was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And like you said, Mike, the performance was, was really good. It could so have easily not, gone. Hmm? Is, it, is it out of five? Yeah, out of five. Where's the other one and a half? Um, they, I guess there were a few like minor things where like some stuff went on a little too long for me. Uh, I would have liked a few more kills. Mm-hmm. It drags a little at points for me, but... I mean, maybe I could bump it up to a four. It's the holiday season. I'm feeling generous. <laughs> a little cheer, right? <laughs> a little joy for this classic cult film. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't have a lot of problems with it, but there were there were just a few moments where you could point to his stuff and be like, "Well, there's like some weird things here that I don't understand. like stuff we didn't get, like the house. Like, why was he? Why was he in there? Like." the house like doing weird shit with the presents and mm-hmm. things you have to like fill in blanks for but but yeah i really did enjoy it mm-hmm. i'll give it uh four out of five bags of dirt <laughs> it uh, i think like i said before i think it was the first um santa killer movie uh and i th- so you got to give it props for originality and then also it had a, a it had a low low budget so yeah. you know if you were seeing this in 1980 for the first time uh i mean it was banned in the uk for a while so i think if you saw this back in 1980 for the first time i think you would have thought you got your money's worth for sure mm-hmm. i'm still thinking about my final rating okay yeah. i'll go then while you're sure. thinking I'd say four and a half. I'll say four and a half or four, four handprints and a half <laughs> lip print. <laughs> so, so one lip. Um, I liked it. I was surprised at how much I liked it. And uh, I'm not condoning any of what he did, mm-hmm. but he was a, a, a killer that, I could at least understand a little bit, not the, not, not the, not the reasoning behind how he got like this, but I can at least understand a little bit who he killed, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes you'll have shows or movies like this where the killer just kills indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. And you could say maybe the first kills he did were indiscriminate, but they were really egging him on mm-hmm. and I think they just broke, broke him. He was on the line at that moment and they pushed him over. Yeah. So 
that's why he killed them. Uh, but as far as the Frank, I can totally get that. He was upset with him the entire movie ever since he learned that he took advantage of him. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not saying that any of these people deserve to die because right. of this, but I can at least understand a little bit, you know, why he targeted these people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I think I'm going to have to give it four eye stabs, four eye stabs. <laughs> <laughs> And a little eggnog on the side. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but um, yeah, I think like maybe a little bit more in depth, like maybe flashbacks or something to continue on to make his transformation to be like why he really wants to be Santa even more. Maybe a little bit more clarity there. I understand the part like, oh, like they show like he had this one incident like traumatized him, but I wanted a little bit more there of that. Maybe just a little bit more. Um, the kills were fine. It, there doesn't need to be a lot of kills, but they need to be kills that are impactful for his transformation to what he's becoming. So as long as there's a certain amount there that make an impact, you get what he's going through, what he's becoming, it's fine. But um, like it, it's like the same thing in Halloween, which this if you've seen the trailer for this movie, it has a lot of or similarities to how they did Halloween too. Or probably put it together, especially the ending of it. So, like in Halloween, there was only a certain amount of kills compared to the ones they made now, where there's kills all over the place. That's like constant. So, what I liked about that is like, oh, there was a certain amount that really made an impact for his story, and that's what they did in this one. So, but yeah, if I could have like a little bit more clarification about that true transformation, about what tr made him traumatized, like I want to become Santa now, that would have been nice. But overall, I highly enjoyed it. Sweet. Well, I'd say that, again, I think... I'm trying to think about that, too. I'd say he wanted to be Santa. Again, he really did value the whole naughty and nice thing. I think he really believed in that. Yeah. That if you're bad, you get what's coming to you. Yeah. And in his eyes, it was the killing. Yeah. But I think he really did stand by that. I, I think that stayed with him his whole life. The naughty and nice thing. Which is what yeah, he then, was doing with the notebooks with the kids while he was like watching them. Yeah. And he had those for years, like mm -hmm. going back years. He had like, you know, 20 of those books on his, on his desk or wherever he was doing that. So he had been doing that for years. Yeah. I kind of would like to know a little bit more about what was going on like in his life. Because, I, I mean, it obviously looked like he never really dated anybody never he lived alone he didn't really socialize with anybody other than his brother and he worked at a toy factory which makes sense because he can kind of have a santa like job year round mm -hmm. and is that is that everything is that kind of his life in a nutshell do you think yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, he definitely. I mean, working in a toy factory was huge. So, he's lonely. Yeah. I got the the vibe that he's lonely. Yeah. The thing is, though, do you think people like around the building? Do you think they viewed him as kind of a weirdo? I got the vibe that people thought, like they they didn't think he was weird. Like he was kind of kind of a loner. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of, I didn't. Yeah. I, I saw it as like a guy that like you just like tolerate. It's like one of those like annoying people, but they're like harmless. So you're just like, oh yeah, yeah. There's there goes Harry. Yeah. <laughs> you know who yeah. he's kind of like? Um, office space. Who's the guy in the basement? Oh yeah, Steepward dude. Uh, yeah. Who they they just stopped giving him a page, <laughs> and then he burns the place down at the end. <laughs> so yeah, he's kind of like that guy. Yeah. Well, you know, this is gonna sound weird, but like, there's a lot of things that, like, at the party, I could I really identified with him a little bit there. Like those types of places are completely not my scene. Like what I wrote down is is the vibe that they were trying to capture there where I wrote down. Um, okay, so he's disgusted by all the drinking going on and the schmoo- what I say is schmoozing. Mm. People are all just, you know, corporate stuff. Do you guys, would you guys be comfortable in situations like that? I hate things like that. Nah, I'm not a big fan of those mm-hmm. kind of events. I don't, I don't like and small then, talk. Yeah. What about the charity thing? I thought that was crap too. I was on his side with that. I didn't fully understand what the charity was. Was it pretty mm-hmm. much like a, a a donation match type thing? It might have been. Or the. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Like. And I didn't even get like that. That executive. He said. He's like, I don't even know how many kids are in that hospital. I but so I didn't get that. Like, does that matter? I thought you're just, I thought you're just given a bunch of toys. That whole thing was weird. I didn't get that. I did like how he said <laughs> when he was given the toys. He's like, they'll be amazed at, at their generosity. <laughs> Somebody else did that. It reminded me of a show. Or a movie. I can't remember. Somebody else did something like that where they donated on behalf of somebody else mm-hmm. unknowingly. Yeah. I can't remember what that was from. But, but no, yeah, so I I kind of, I, I hate to say it because now who knows what people will think of me. I kind of identified with Harry in many ways. Mm-hmm. Not with the killing, obviously. <laughs> but maybe. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I did. I, I found him uh, multi-layered, and because of that, empathetic. I, again, not with the killing, yeah. but right. many other aspects of his life, and obviously the, the spying on the kids um, was weird. Yeah. Um, at least, hey, at least he was spying on them with no like sex predator, right? It wasn't motives. something like that. It was just like, oh, what are they up to? Are they being good this year? And it's like, yeah, he's literally going through that. Good yeah. Madness, yeah, like so. like to me, to me, what he would have been better served doing is uh, almost like some type of um, student mentor or something. Because he, I think he really cared about children and wanted them to get on the right path. Mm-hmm. Milton is the character from Office Space, oh, so I couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah. 
No, that makes sense too, especially if you like the whole naughty, like, good list. Like, oh, if you're bad, this is what you're getting. You're getting dirt. You keep being right. bad, you're just going to continue right. getting dirt. <laughs> right. It, again, it, the values that he said where you act like this, this is what you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then the kids will have the choice of, do I want to keep acting the way I'm acting and get this and have people view me as bad or naughty? Or do I want to go lead a, a, a better life, you could say, or whatever word you want to use, mm-hmm. and, and, and see the rewards of that? Yeah. To me, it's more broad. It's mm-hmm. it's more about like just how you treat people, values. No, that's very true. It's very yeah. true. I'm amazed that nobody, uh, Derek. I thought you'd catch this. That no one has said that Phil is Dale. No, I Walking was literally Dead. gonna say that. Like, oh, I actually, okay. the only reason I did, I was gonna bring it up like later on, like once we were done with our main points. But I didn't realize that to like. Not even like recently, like when I was literally going through the cast listing again to remember their names. Oh, you didn't realize it during the movie? Not at first, no. Because I only did the one watch a few weeks ago. But when I was going Phil- through the cast list, like, oh, yeah, that is Dale. So Dale yeah. from, from what? Walking Dead. Okay. For the first two seasons of the show. My favorite character. Mm-hmm. One of them. Mm-hmm. Of course, they kill him. Of course. Just like my favorite restaurants, they all close. Sad. Or oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Sad. laughs> one out, out for Mike's favorite restaurants. Yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite restaurants that closed? Uh, well, one that I can think of right now is uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Mm. It was in Middleton. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the Jimmy Buffett restaurants. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of some more local ones. Um, Ponderosa. There's also no. I, I don't remember that. I don't think I've ever been there. That was um, my shit back in the day. Oh, I there's been stores too that close. Like um, a lot of pet stores. Like there was one called Animal Crackers in Greendale that closed okay. a long time ago. Hmm. Um, there was a bird store in New Berlin, not far from where I lived, that didn't last long. Although the people that worked there weren't even friendly, it seemed like they didn't even want customers. <laughs> um, but it was it was a nice place. But yeah, a lot of places now. Big Boy Restaurant, mm. which is near Damon, they didn't close, but they moved. But I don't know if they opened back up yet. They, yeah, they did. Just, yeah. They did. Yeah. How do you know? Do you go there? It's uh, they moved to a location in Sussex that's Sussex. right off of the Bug Line Trail. Like you can, I can bike to it. Are they open? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go there. Um, but yeah, there's been other restaurants. I can't think of them right now. But mm-hmm. um, since the pandemic, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm or no just in all my life, my whole life, they've been closing. Okay. Yeah. Jeremy, you have a bike now, right? Mm-hmm. We should do do a, a uh, ride the bug line to Big Boy sometime. All right, I'd be down. <laughs> All of us? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna make a movie. Out there of you it. go. Yeah, <laughs> that could be used in one of our uh, mysteries of beyond. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, right on. All right. Well, on that note, I guess that is going to wrap things up here for the Freaky Film Club. Yeah, we went on a on a pretty deep dive of. <laughs> there is no but uh, deeper analysis than what we just did of this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True meaning of Christmas, right there, my friends. <laughs> so let's hope everyone at home has a great holiday, and uh, we will see you all next year with some more great freaky film content. Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas, everybody. everyone. Have some eggnog. 